1: You ever think of yourself as a flashlight? Spiritually speaking, it's fairly close, as we'll see next on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Are you a light? Are you a flashlight? Do you shine in a dark place? Do you let others know of the glory of Christ? Welcome to Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. If that's a challenge for you at times, please stick around. We've got a very encouraging message for you today out of Philippians chapter 2. Being lights, being living lights. That's the focus today as we understand what our role is as brothers and sisters in Christ. From the well, a Christian community, here now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, once again, our teacher and pastor, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
2: Saints, don't flip out, don't worry. Don't get discouraged. Don't get down. Don't beat yourself up over it. Everybody at some point in their life is going to have to go through a hard time. Is there anyone in this room never gone through a hard time in your life? It's called life. Sometimes it's self-inflicted stuff. Sometimes it's because of righteousness. It just is what it is. But as long as you are enduring as a good soldier... This is what Apostle Paul is is declaring will please God. He says, you therefore, verse 3, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And then, I like the clarity he brings here. He says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him. He says, as a soldier. And so this is where we have to stop when we're going through hardship or we go through a period of time and just living as a Christian and we're dealing with being soldiers for Christ. We have to stop and we have to think about, and I like this, instead of us thinking more about our situation and our circumstance, we need to think more about the person who enlisted us. And the fact that he enlisted me and my job is to please him. My desire should be to please him. A lot of times what happens is we get our eyes off the person who enlisted us. We have to get our, and we get on the circumstance. Get your eyes on the one who enlisted you. Because the one who enlisted you will never leave you nor forsake you. He's going to empower you. He will strengthen you. He will encourage you. He'll come alongside you. Can I have an amen? He'll uphold you. He'll strengthen you as you go through whatever you're going through. The problem happens that we have issues when we get our eyes off Jesus, Peter, when he's asking you to walk upon the water. When Peter got his eyes off the enlister, that's when he began to sink. The trouble was going to be there. The water was there. He's trying to, he's trying to give him some, a glimpse of what he could be and what he can do if he keeps, keeps his eyes on him. And it's the same thing with him. A lot of times when we go through hardship, we get in trouble because we stop seeing Jesus. That Red Sea looked real big. Goliath looked real big. Them lions, ooh, Daniel, they looked real big. That cross looked real big. Can I have an amen, y'all? Think about it. You pick up this Bible, it's full of people. They have real big stuff. But when they kept their eyes on God, God did real big things to get them out of this situation. When Paul and Silas were in prison, it looked like a real big situation. But when you're a soldier, you're not looking at the cares and affairs of this life. You want to please the one who enlisted you as a soldier. You keep your eyes on the one who enlisted you as a soldier. And I, and I just want to reiterate this point. Because as we're going through life, we, we have to keep our eyes upon the Lord. He says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Verse 4, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. I want to please God who enlisted me as a soldier. I got to keep my eyes on him whom I seek to please. Look what he says here in verse 5. And also if anyone competes in athletics. He is not a crowned Unless he completes according to the what? Rules. It's the same thing. There are rules. There are boundaries. There's limitations to how we are to respond. As we're going through this life. And especially even when we're dealing with, with, with hardship or whatever it is. God outlines that in the word. So what he's saying here is. If, if, if you want to win this race. One of the rules is you can't be in unbelief. If, if you want to win this race, these are the rules. He's saying you got to keep your eyes on me. If, if you want to, and we just saw this in the first service, if you want to rule it, you want to win this race, you can't be a, a complainer and a grumbler. Didn't we see that in the first service? How many of y'all was in the first If you want to win this race, I mean, This is the thing we have to think about. Okay, how does God want me to play, if you will, when I get into a tough situation? What are the rules? Because you can run the race and think you won, but you really lost because you didn't play by the rules. (laughs) Can I have an amen? This is what happens. Relay teams, they run all around and somebody runs out of the lane. And they come in first, but they really got disqualified because they didn't play by the rules. A boxer can be in there boxing a guy, bam, knock him out. And then when he's going down, bam, hit him again. But then he lost because he hit him when he was down. It's Think about this. and it says, listen, we have to think about this when we're going through life. Lord, am I playing according to the rules so that I can please you and I can get rewarded as I go through? Let me give you another another one. Job was rewarded on the other side, rewarded on the other side of his trial. Why? Because when the time came to be tested, and his wife told him to curse God and die, he said, That's not according to the rules. Can I have an amen? When the devil said, Oh, he's going to curse you, let me touch his body, he'll curse you. He wouldn't do it. He stayed according to the rules. So when we have a tough time on our job and the boss is tripping out and people are giving us a hard time, we got to ask ourselves, am I playing according to the rules? I'm going to win on this. I'm going to play according to the rules. Because you're just trying to get me to do something that will disqualify myself. Amen. Can I have an amen? You're trying to get me disqualified, huh? Okay, devil, I see you. Ooh, I'm just thinking about stories in my mind. Right now, what the devil trying to get me disqualified. That's all it is. The devil trying to get you disqualified. But when you know how to play, why? Because I'm a good soldier. Because you're a good soldier. You're a good soldier. And as a result of that, you play according to the rules. He says here in verse 5. He says, and also if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he p- competes according to the rules. He says, the hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. He says, consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding, he says, in all things. Now watch this. Remember that Jesus Christ, of the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel. He says, for which, (laughs) this is good. He says, I suffer trouble as a what? Evildoer. Even to the point of change, but the word of God is not changed. I want to stop right there. As a soldier, one of the things that we have to keep in mind that sometimes your life is going to feel like a contradiction. You're going to look wrong, but you could actually be right. Oh, man, I want to just start. I want to just start running through this place right now, just thinking about this. Is there room over there? Yeah, I'm just because what I'm saying is, listen. This man is saying that he's suffering according to the will of God. He's suffering, and he's suffering as a evildoer. But Apostle Paul was not a evildoer, and so on the outside, it looked as if. He was wrong based on his present circumstance and situation. For which, look at verse 9, I suffer trouble. He says, I'm suffering trouble as an evildoer. Meaning, the culture thinks I'm wrong, but in actuality, I am right. To the point to where, and this is why you can't not declare whether somebody is living for God totally on the basis of their favorable circumstances or situation. Ooh, I got to preach on this because a lot of times we think we measure a person being right with God totally based on the stuff that they have or the apparent blessing that they have in their life. That is not always the sign that God's hand of blessing is on a person's life. The Bible called him an evildoer. It said that they, he suffered, as, and suffered trouble as an evildoer. The people treated him as though he was an evildoer. He wasn't wrong. He was right. And there's moments in our lives where you may suffer trouble as an evildoer, as a good soldier for Christ. Can I have an amen? And this is the reason why. Now, let me say this to you. You know, the Bible says that a good name is rather to be chosen than precious rubies. What you got to keep in mind, you're not the one that gives yourself a good name. God gives you a good name. He declares whether your name is good. You do the best that you can. I mean, you got to realize the Pharisees and Sadducees were respected in Israel. And to the people, they had a good name. But God said they don't have a good name. Jesus came on the scene and he began to proclaim and do his thing. And as he ministered the gospel, as he ministered the word of the Lord, God was honoring him, but he did not always have a good name in in the midst of the people. Matter of fact, a lot of people were confused on who he really was. One of the things that I've learned to do is, is to allow God to define me and stop worrying about how people perceive you. Because some people are going to like you, some people are going to hate you. Some people are going to say you're an evildoer and some people are going to like you when they shouldn't like you. I'm just playing. But, but you know what I'm saying? What happens is we got to get it on our mind that it's, it's, if we go into this image game, we're going to lose sight on who we're really trying to please, and that is God. That's right. And so this is, and this is the reason why somebody was asking me, well, well what a, you know, do we want to make sure your name in the community and this? Hey, listen, man, I'm done with that. I, I'm done with I mean, listen, people like me, some people do, some people don't. I don't know. I'm just trying to love Jesus and live and die and go be with the Lord. Amen. I don't know about all that. Woo. What I'm saying is, is that you're always going to have people that like you and some people that don't like you. If you're losing sleep over it, you got your eyes on the wrong person. Can I have an amen? Apostle Paul, it says very clearly that he was looked upon as an evildoer. But look at his heart. He says in verse 9, even to the point of chains. He says, but the word of God is not chained. I love this. He knew that God had deposited something in him as a soldier that needed to be dispensed and released that needed to go forth from him. Even though he was chained, he was troubled, he was called an evildoer. The word of God was still having its place in its course and it was still getting to where it needed to get to. And so he says, and I love this because this has got to be our heart. Are we doing, according to the will of God, what we need to do to get God's message out as a soldier of Christ? Or are we just concerned and consumed with our own personal issues and stuff we have? He says here, but the word of God is not chained. He says, therefore, he says, therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect. There are people that need to be saved, that are going to be saved, and as a result of that, I'm willing to suffer all things for their sake. He says that they also may obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. I think this is important when we're thinking about this. And I, I was sharing this, and I think it was uh, I think it was Minister Catherine. I think we were talking about this, and I was talking about how when God when God brings you to a, a local church. Listen to me very closely here, saints, because there's a mistake that's been made in, in modern day Christianity that it's, it's terrible. When God connects you to a church, he's not just connecting you to the church for relational purposes. Think about this, saints, there's a social aspect to what we do, but this is not a social club. Go join a golfing center or whatever, or chess club, or this is a war, man. We're here to be a trained and equipped, amen. We're here. I mean, but you're you're gathering and you're here, you're here for purpose. It's about purpose. It's about purpose. It's not just here for a social aspect and just for relationships. God connects people for purpose. Okay, we got to get this in our mind because sometimes we think that You know, I love relationships, and relationships are forged over over time with the various people. It's a beautiful thing. But at the end of the day, we're connected. Jesus went up and prayed, and God told him, go get that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, because I got purpose. I want you connected to this person because you guys have purpose together. I want you connected here because of purpose. I mean, you think about it. I mean, I look at Minister Otis. For years, he prayed about being, you know, on, in full-time ministry, da, da da And then all of a sudden, when their season came and the time was right, purpose collided. Bam! I look at Minister Adam, and, and he came to this church because of purpose. And the next thing you know, he found his wife. Thanks to me. I told you that was your wife, brother. <laughs> he found his wife. Now, his, 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 you know his mother-in-law tried to block it, but I overrode her. <laughs> trying to block it I said no the devil is a lie that is his wife but it's purpose we're not just here just to have a good time can I have an amen where this is about purpose because listen the devil's trying to kill us we got to become soldiers for Christ amen and get united for purpose and let God do what he's trying to do but this is what happens Apostle Paul said, I endure all things for the sake of the elect. He said that they might endure, obtain salvation. Apostle Paul clearly understood that, man, I'm doing this and I'm connected to you. I'm speaking to you. I want to give these people because God has purpose. It's purpose. We got to stop thinking about just our little box and tap into the purpose for why God has enlisted you in the battle and called you to become a soldier for Christ because he's got purpose for your life there's things he wants to do there's something he's trying to accomplish and with it there's going to be moments of hardship but hardship I got my eyes so much on the Lord we have to have our eyes so much on the Lord that those things become they're distant because the focus is Christ you enlisted me this almost bring me to tears when I was out in the street messing around acting crazy Living a lifestyle that was foul. Doing what I wanted to do. God came after me and said, I'm enlisting you. Yeah, go ahead. We got to keep our eyes on the enlister. Yeah. And he enlisted. He enlisted for a purpose. I never would have dreamed I'd be sitting here preaching to you guys like this. But God had purpose. He says here in verse 11. He says, this is a faithful saying. We're going to close this out. He says, for if we died with him... We shall also live with him. When you gave your life to Christ and you identify with Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. And you surrendered your life and your will to God. The old you has died. But he's saying we shall live with him. We live with him now, but we shall live with him. You're saved. You're being saved. You will be saved. Jesus is going to complete the transaction. And for all of us, it's going to be a, a, a matter of us really understanding that I died with Christ. So my expectancy, my I expect that I shall live with him. He says in verse 12, if we endure, we shall also reign with him. This is important because it's not just about me um, uh, being saved. There's an endurance aspect to this that I have to embrace as a man of God. And if I'm willing to embrace the endurance aspect, he says, then you're going to reign. If, then. Can I have an amen? He says, if we endure, we shall also reign with him. He says, if we deny him, he also will do what? Deny us. And this is what you find where... A person really has, is in their walk with Christ. is when you have tough times, it's in those moments that we really define our worth in God because are we going devi- to deny Him based on our ter- tough circumstances? Most people backslide, go back to the world when something goes wrong. Didn't happen. They get discouraged, get in the next thing they go back into. Those familiar spirits draw them back into their old lifestyle. Didn't turn out right. They deny the Lord. Yet yeah, God denies He exists, but are you allowing the reality of Him in your life? Amen. Now, if we deny Him, I love this. He says very plainly here, He also will deny us. He says in verse 13 if we are faithless, He remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. It's his character. It's his nature to remain faithful, to be faithful. And, and he's not going to deny himself. He's going to be who he is at all times. But the question is for young Timothy, as he's going through this and he's being prepared, is, his, is he willing to really be a soldier? And I think for all of us here, as you watch the television, you see the things that are going on in Christendom, and not only just Christendom, just in the world, saints, I want to just tell you, it is not getting easier out there. It's not. But my prayer is that as a church and as a church community and as the people of God, we are getting stronger. We are getting better. We are getting prepared. And we are putting on the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, we stand therefore, amen, because we realize that this is a battle. And and I can sit up here and and always talk about little cute things and how God's going to do this. But the reality is, you all know that there's battles to be fought out there as we go out these doors. And so we want to prepare ourselves and prepare the church to endure soldiers. Saints, he enlisted you. Embrace it. Thank God for it. Be a soldier for Christ. Mount up. Allow God to do what he wants you to do. Be everything that God wants you to be. As it pertains to this area and aspect of being a soldier. Don't apologize for it. Don't cower back from the enemy. Don't get discouraged when you have hardship. Why? Because God is telling you right here, there's going to be moments. But be a soldier. I can see it in some of your eyes. This is just what you needed to hear today. Father, we thank you. We praise you. There's nothing that you've asked us to do that you don't empower us to do. And even being a soldier isn't about willpower. It's about yielding to who you're making us. And Father, I just pray right now that the church that the American culture has tried to paint, this isn't the real church. The real church is a is a group of valiant people. Warriors, courageous, daring, strong, invigorated individuals who have come off of drugs and alcohol and addictions and bondages and pride and lust and fears and and Lord you you've set us free that we might be righteous and do the things that you've asked us to do. It's not easy to do that. In the midst of the culture in which we live in, where it's so easy to quit and to give up and not fight back, but I thank you God, you're raising up a church that is a valiant group of people. That there is a remnant out there that is willing to put their stake in the ground and say I will not be moved. I will have a marriage that represents the kingdom. I will have children that are raised in the fear and admonition of the Lord. I will work hard on my job and be faithful. I will be a faithful person in my church. I will do the things. Why? Because I'm a soldier for Christ. I just feel this. And Lord, I thank you right now that you enlisted us. But you've also told us there will be hardship. But we keep our eyes upon you. Our enlister, you did it. We accept it. We thank you, God. I pray that in the community, in this community, that our testimony will continue to be that this people on this, in the church are not playing around. They're serious about Jesus. And Lord, we may be seen as evildoers sometimes. But Lord, what do you say? As long as the Word of God is not being chained, in that we rejoice. I thank you for these that are here. I thank you for these soldiers. Use them for your glory. I ask in Jesus' name.
1: Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website.